Welcome to the study podcast. We are here to encourage and to equip the church that people would fall in love with Jesus and better serve him today. Well, today on the podcast, I wanted to talk about the story or story lines, maybe story arcs as well. Um, With the premiere and the success of the newest Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, the MCU, uh, Avengers Infinity War. I've just been uh, you know, compelled by, you know, a lot of, and maybe it's just the famous, you know, famous storylines and, and all these different things of even our comic books that are being able to come to life nowadays. Um, how they enthrall us um, from, you know, the stories that we're told as kids from once upon a time or in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, these stories capture our hearts and uh, tell us um, grand narratives. And that's a, that's a huge word that, you know, uh, narrative is, um, you know, something that we, um, the people that love reading, we love a good story, we uh, love a good drama on TV that has a, a beginning, a, a problem, a, a climax of dealing with that problem, and then a, an end. You know, we all uh, read stories like that, whether it be a, a Joel Rosenberg novel or any other novel out there that we are enthralled with. And whether that be younger or older people alike that read uh, comics, that read um, even even non uh, nonfiction, of just that there are these times of history that we deal with um, grand stories, we deal with um, problems as humanity of where did this problem start, you know, and we go we we go back. Um, to just different issues that we deal with today and we uh, see people trying to rewrite history and people trying to say well this is what actually happened when in fact it's the whole other pendulum swing that it it happened the way it's happening again that that people are turning to the monsters that they defeated uh, 80 years ago and believing that they they in themselves will enlighten humanity when of course those that have failed to learn from history are condemned to repeat it. And so I just wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about the narrative of the Bible and and really talking about falling in love with our Bibles again and, and really seeing that, you know, we have a grand story in front of us. We have, you know, something that can really intrinsically show us who who we are why we have been created and what we should be doing in the here and now so you know the famous passage that you know the friends and family you know love that people have you know heard here and there and it is usually the um verse that isn't changed in any translation is Genesis 1 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, you know, in the beginning, before before there was time, there was God. 
God is the self-existent one. God is God, you know, and and He, in all majesty and might, and all holiness and justice, with all good intent, made the heavens and the earth, and and made them and formed them in in six days. You know, and and then we come to that sixth day and we go to Genesis one twenty seven. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. And it's like you know, you really go into how, you know, man was formed out of dust in Genesis two and then God put a deep sleep on Adam and and took a rib out of Adam and formed the woman. And that, you know, in the image of God, both man and woman are created. You know, and and it's just lovely. And then you go further into, you know, Genesis 2, and you see the first love song that after man saw woman in, in Genesis 2, 23, and man said... This at last is my bone of my bones and the flesh of my flesh, and shall ye shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. And then in verse 24, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and shall become one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. And that, that is... Creation that is all of creation is good, and that's that's the beginning point of humanity and and that marriage is is brought to man and woman before God, and that a man will leave his father and mother will leave where he's growing up and cling fast to his wife, and they will be unashamed in the marriage bed they will they will be together. And yes, because of Genesis 3, which we'll plunge into and, and which all of creation got plunged into, we'll, we'll see that the serpent came and deceived the woman. We'll see that they took of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and death came. Death reigned. But we also see in Genesis three fifteen. Of what God says to the serpent. I will put enmity between you and the woman. Between your offspring and her offspring. And he shall bruise your head. And you shall bruise his heel. Yeah, and it's like we, we've come to in the first three chapters of the Bible. We've come to see our beginning. We've come to see our problem. Our problem is that, as Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that in Romans 6.23, you know, the wages of sin is death. Those things are a problem. And we see them on TV. We, we, we see them in our world today. We feel their effects through pain and death of a loved one through, you know, domestic disputes, through war and famine, from racism to abuse. We see all those effects in our culture today. But this promise speaks of 
a seed speaks of a hymn that will crush the head of the deceiver, that will crush the head of the problem that holds down humanity. And all of the Old Testament is full of different prophecies of from where he is going to be born to how he's actually going to die to what he's going to do to everything. And you can go and look at those. Uh, I suggest a, a book called New Evidence That Man's a Verdict by Josh McDowell. Um, you know, it goes through all of the things that, that Jesus does in his ministry. And you can really see who he is and, and what he does. And that you know, all of the Old Testament is pointing to there's someone coming. There's someone better. That yes, there's, there's military power. Yes, there's world leaders that try and do good. But at the same time, the world rages against the ways of God. And that's Psalm 2 states. Is that leaders and nations rage against the Lord and his anointed one. That we are in rebellion against God because of our fallen state. So there's a problem here that isn't just a physical problem, but a spiritual problem that we need to deal with. And, and any of Earth's mightiest heroes or even a, a great detective or the man of steel can't, can't fix. You know, we, we have all these allegories. We have all of these storylines that, you know, that someone over here is going to be a new hope or, or over here is going to be, you know, a great avenger. Or something like that in all these different storylines. But we really come to the pinnacle of existence. Is the person that the world can't stop talking about. For over 2,000 years we've talked about a Galilean peasant. That was born in Bethlehem. Grew up in Nazareth. Didn't write a book. Didn't become a politician. Didn't become anything until after almost 33 years of carpentry work, of blue-collar work, of probably working with his dad, came and did his father's will and worked in ministry for three years and like a flint was going towards Jerusalem to be crucified for the sins of the world. And isn't that so beautiful you know I love what Isaiah Isaiah 53 5 and 6 say talking about this almost 500 years before Jesus stepped foot on earth surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by God and afflicted but he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities, and upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Now, and isn't that just the truth of it, that, that Jesus came not as some religious sage that was misunderstood and crucified, not as some rebellion leader that 
you know, got caught up in the wrong things and, and was accidentally made king. It's like, no, as, as the gospels state, he, he came that we might have life and have life abundantly. Not in the physical sense, but in the whole sense that he, through his sacrifice, has placed us in the heavenlies by our belief in him, belief and trusting that this is the way of salvation, that we have the dowry of what's going to happen one day. We have the Holy Spirit and that him working in us, molding us into Jesus, that's the greatest story ever told, that God God has stepped into our story, into the history, the time that he created in the beginning and steps in in the person of Jesus and is born a babe in Bethlehem and all the way to the shadow of the cross, to being nailed upon the cross, to being raised on the third day and ascended on high and sitting at the right hand of the Father, that he is bringing things together, that he is restoring humanity. Now, I just wanted to read, you know, and we all know this verse, even other people that uh, do not believe in the Son of God. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You know, and that's... That's the grandness of Christianity. That's the uniqueness of Christianity. That you, in a personal relationship with Jesus, can know that you have salvation. That you know where you're going because through Jesus is the only way. Through Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can enter heaven except through him. You know? And that's that's the truth of the matter is is Jesus is the only way to the Father. Now and what we say of Jesus truly matters because in the end the only king that is here, the only kingdom that is here is Jesus's. Now in the in the end times in the time when there is no one else there will only be Jesus. Now in in Revelation 21:5 it says and he who is seated on the th- throne said behold I am making all things new and he said write this down for these are the words are trustworthy and true he said it he said to me it is done I am the alpha and omega the beginning and the end to the thirsty I will give from the spring of water of life without payment and to those who conquer will have this heritage and I will be his God and he will be my son but as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for the murderers and sexual immorale, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. And, and so many people, I, 
talk about the fact that well this 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 can't be our story and I, I think a lot of people you know just right there you know how can a God that says he loves you how can a God say you know that is restoring humanity say well all these people will go to hell all these people will taste a second death and will not taste newness of life why can't God freely give well because of the penalty because of the willingness of rebelling as God doesn't and will not force you to choose him but God with open hands calls all of his sons and daughters home he does not wish for any to perish he wishes for all to come to him and that's that's what we as believers we as Christians want to be ambassadors of God urging people to be reconciled with God through Jesus Christ the Son and that's the story that should enrapture our hearts and you know no no spoilers here on Infinity Wars but you know it's a it's a good movie it's a it's a good story and even you know in, in reading the actual comics they're based on and everything are are, are cool stories to to you know enjoy and enjoy with friends and company but at the same time the the story that should enthrall our hearts is the story of the bible you know that we would be encouraged by the words and understand that there is a hell understand that there is a heaven and that people will not not exist one day every soul that you walk past in the grocery store at the coffee shop on the street corner is going somewhere and and we are to be equipped to not just answer people's questions but equipped to lovingly call out to people and lovingly just prod you know and i think that's the hardest point is that some people are just totally fine without god in this age in this postmodern age where we can make our own stories and we can make our own lives and we can go our own way and build our own lives, well, who needs God if you have all the means necessary, right? You have all the monetary means, you have all all the willpower. But that's our mission here at the study is to encourage people to read their Bibles and understand that they need their creator and to equip the church that we need to lovingly call out to people and say, hey, you know, there is a difference of design. We didn't come from an accident. We are designed a certain way. We have certain things that have been blessed to us. And we have this right here. We have salvation in Jesus Christ that people would fall in love with Jesus. And and yes, better serve him today and better know him today. And that's that's what we're here about at the study is is to encourage you to open up the scripture and fall in love with the story whether you're reading a letter of Paul whether you're reading the book of Acts whether you're reading one of the gospels or even the the book of Genesis Genesis itself we encourage you to come to understand the word of God more and to speak with your fellow man because we are created in the image of God and we've come from that creation we've come we've been formed by that creator and that all things are due him you know and 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 yes hell is not meant hell actually is meant for the devil and his angels that it is 
not supposed to be for man. And, you know, so many people think of God as a maniacal God that will just willingly throw people in hell and be laughing about it. But I really think of it as a day where the Father is crying out and and wanting people to come to him and know him. But he is love and justice and that the wages of sin are death and he is a just God. But at the same time, he sent Jesus to pay for the penalty of those things and that there is there is the way the truth and the life and that you can go to the father through Jesus Christ and know his forgiveness and understand that you personally need to know who the Lord is. Well, that's all for today on the study podcast. We thank you for joining us today and um, thank you for joining us on anchor. It is a, a joy to be on this new podcasting service and have more time to you know, run through ideas that the Lord have laid, has laid on our hearts. And uh, we just ask that you would uh, pray with us as we go forward. And, uh, you know, now, what, 22 episodes of uh, the podcast study, and that you would in- enjoy the content that is here. Have a great day.